welcome to the Preacher Chick Podcast. I am Stacy, the Preacher Chick, and today is day 315 of reading the Bible together every day this year. Today we are reading uh, first and second chapters of Galatians. There is a teaching video from the Bible Project that's linked in the show notes. Be sure you watch it. There's a whole lot of historical background that is... Um, not completely settled between biblical scholars as far as who Paul was really writing this letter to. Everyone believes and agrees that Paul wrote this letter, but there's some um, differing opinions on did he write this letter to um, an ethnical Galatia, which would have been um, modern day Turkey, or was he writing to a um, province, a physical location of Galatia, which would have been in like Southern Asia Minor, which is where he did a lot, uh, the majority of his ministry. So that one makes a lot more sense. But anyway, there's all these different things and perspectives to take into consideration when we're reading through this letter. Um, looking at some commentary, some of the reasons that many believe that he was writing to the province in Southern Asia Minor was because he did not specifically reference a couple of things that happened in Jerusalem during his time um, in ministry. Um, meaning he did not mention the letter that the, that the council um, that we read about in Acts chapter 15 um, had written um, to help Jews and Gentiles interact more effectively. Yet, um, if we look at it as the province, it does seem to address um, some other things. And so anyway, we believe that um, Paul is writing to the province. This was probably one of his earliest letters, most likely written in or around like AD 47, 48, 49 kind of thing. Um, and that's a pretty early letter if we're looking at it like that way. Um, we have a lot to learn about in this letter. It's a great one, very practical. Um, I love that my dad's been doing a sermon series um, with our senior adults going through the book of Galatians, and it's been really, really good. Anyway, we're going to get right in. We're also going to read Psalm 5 today. Let's get going. Paul, an apostle, not from men or by man, but by Jesus Christ and God the Father who raised him from the dead and all the brothers who are with me to the churches of Galatia, grace to you and peace from God the Father and our Lord Jesus Christ, who gave himself for our sins to rescue us from this present evil age, according to the will of our God and Father. To him be the glory forever and ever. Amen. I'm amazed that you are so quickly turning away from him who called you by the grace of Christ and are turning to a different gospel. Not that there's another gospel, but there are some who are troubling you and want to distort the gospel of Christ. But even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to what we have preached to you, a curse be on him. As we've said before, I now say again, if anyone is preaching to you a gospel contrary to what you receive, a curse be on him. For I am now trying to persuade people or God. Or am I striving to please people? If I were trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. That's heavy. Oh boy. If I were trying to please people, I would not be a servant of Christ. Hmm. For I want you to know, brothers and sisters, that the gospel preached by me is not of human origin. For I did not receive it from a human source, and I was not taught it, 
but it came by a revelation of Jesus Christ. For you have heard about my former way of life in Judaism. I intensely persecuted God's church and tried to destroy it. I advanced in Judaism beyond many contemporaries among my people because I was extremely zealous for the traditions of my ancestors. But when God, who from my mother's womb set me apart and called me by his grace, was pleased to reveal his son in me so that I could preach him among the Gentiles, I did not immediately consult with anyone. I did not go up to Jerusalem to those who had become apostles before me. Instead, I went to Arabia and came back to Damascus. Then, after three years, I did go up to Jerusalem to get to know Cephas, and I stayed with him 15 days. But I didn't see any of the other apostles except James, the Lord's brother. I declare in the sight of God, I am not lying and what I write to you. Afterward, I went to the regions of Syria and Cilicia. I remained personally unknown to the Judean churches that are in Christ. They simply kept hearing, he who formerly persecuted us is now preacher, pre, is, wow. They simply kept hearing, he who formerly persecuted us now preaches the faith he once tried to destroy. And they glorified God because of me. That's pretty cool. Then after 14 years, I went up again to Jerusalem with Barnabas, taking Titus along also. I went up according to a revelation and presented them the gospel. I preached among the Gentiles, but privately to those recognized as leaders. I wanted to be sure I was not running and had not been running in vain. But not even Titus, who was with me, was compelled to be circumcised, even though he was a Greek. This matter arose because some false brothers had infiltrated our ranks to spy on the freedom we have in Christ Jesus in order to enslave us. But we did not give up and submit to these people for even a moment so that the truth of the gospel would be preserved for you. Now, from those recognized as important, what they once were makes no difference to me. God does not show favoritism. They added nothing to me. On the contrary, they saw that I had been entrusted with the gospel for the uncircumcised, for the uncircumcised, just as Peter was for the circumcised. Since the one at work in, in Peter for an apostleship to the circumcised was also at work in me for the Gentiles, when James, Cephas, and John, those recognized as pillars, acknowledged the grace that had been given to me, they gave the right hand of fellowship to me and Barnabas, agreeing that we should go to the Gentiles and they to the circumcised. They asked only what we would remember the poor, which I had made every effort to do. But when Cephas came to Antioch, I opposed him to his face because he stood condemned, for he regularly ate with the Gentiles before certain men came from James. However, when they came, he withdrew and separated himself because he feared those from the circumcision party. Then the rest of the Jews joined his hypocrisy so that even Barnabas was led astray by their hypocrisy. But when I saw that they were deviating from the truth of the gospel, I told Cephas in front of everyone, if you who are a Jew live like a Gentile and not like a Jew, how can you compel Gentiles to live like Jews? We are Jews by birth and not Gentile sinners. And yet because we know that a person is not justified by the works of the law, but by faith in Jesus Christ, even we ourselves have believed in Jesus Christ. This was also so that we might be justified by faith in Christ and not by the works of the law, because by the works of the law, no human being will be justified. But if we ourselves are also found to be sinners while seeking <clears throat> to be justified by Christ, is Christ then a promoter of sin? Absolutely not. If I rebuild those things that I tore down, I show myself to be a lawbreaker. For through the law, I died to the law so that I might live for God. I have been crucified with Christ and I no longer live, but Christ lives in me. The life I now live in the body, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. I do not set aside the grace of God, for if righteousness comes through the law, then Christ died for nothing. That's 
That's powerful, friends. Psalm 5. Listen to my words, Lord. Consider my sighing. Pay attention to the sound of my cry. My King and my God, for I pray to you. In the morning, Lord, you hear my voice. In the morning, I plead my case to you. Watch and watch expectantly. For you are not a God who delights in wickedness. Evil cannot dwell with you. The boastful cannot stand in your sight. You hate all evildoers. You destroy those who tell lies. The Lord abhors violent and treacherous people. But I enter your house by the abundance of your faithful love. I bow down toward your holy temple in reverential awe of you. Lord, lead me in your righteousness because of my adversaries. Make your way straight before me. For there is nothing reliable in what they say. Destruction is within them. Their throat is an open grave. They flatter with their tongues. Punish them, God. Let them fall by their own schemes. Drive them out because of their many crimes, for they rebel against you. Let all who take refuge in you rejoice. Let them shout for joy forever. May you shelter them, <clears throat> and may those who love your name boast about you. For you, Lord, bless the righteous one. You surround him with favor like a shield. That's it for today, friends. Come back tomorrow, and we will continue to read the Bible together. See you then.